You're listening to Back with season two of Korean Drama Podcast, we're going to talk about Boys Over Flowers again. No, that's not real. Wait, it's not? You're right. You're right. I watched no. Boys Over Flowers. <laughs> Uh-oh. Kim. Oh, no. We have new people. And we have a new show. We have that's it all. Right. I'm assuming that people didn't hear the teaser one we already recorded. Sure. And, and for people who are wondering, I am Steve Lim, and I'm here with two new hosts as well. I'm Kathy Yamamoto. And I'm Kim Cooper. That was great, guys. Thank you so much. We are so excited to start a new uh, Korean drama um, called Secret Garden. And it's wild, y'all. It is so wild. (laughs) I've had a lot of thoughts. This podcast is amazing. Yeah, go ahead. lot of thoughts even before like even when we were just trying to figure out okay which which korean drama are we going to choose and as soon as we read the description for this one i was like i am sold and this is a huge spoiler so if you haven't seen it then uh stop um but i i i already am like where's the garden Mm. (laughs) well i was wondering about that as well i think the garden we see it in the first like two minutes of the intro. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it looks like a Korean like karaoke video backdrop. Yes. Yeah. Or like a Pinterest page of like gardens from the nineties. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that this uh that I thought that this show was made in the nineties and then I looked it up and it was made in two thousand ten. And I was like, Oh. I, w- I was very surprised at that too. I thought the the camera quality or the video quality would be better. Um, I was kind of shocked. And I guess my defense for this drama is that uh, it was on the cusp of that era when um, Korean drama production values uh, got a lot better. Uh, mm. I, you know, that's my that's my theory. And you know what? I'm willing to forgive a poor camera quality for a good story. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Korean dramas uh, didn't have, before all these highfalutin Netflix uh, production teams <laughs> behind them, mm-hmm. they just had themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? They don't need 4K. They, don't, right. they don't need 4K. They don't mm-hmm. even need 1K. No. <laughs> <laughs> They just need all- one garden and they need to keep it a secret. <laughs> and it needs to be yeah. so secret that we don't see it ever again. Mm-hmm. We only seen it that once. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And we're to presume, so we're presuming that the garden in the beginning is our main character. I'm going to butcher his name. I'm so sorry. Maybe you guys can help me. How do you pronounce his name? Who? Oh, Kim the, the main Wong? guy? Yeah. The the rich dick? The I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry. I call them rich dick. Um, I was just calling CEO, him CEO. The- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was calling him Richie Rich. Richie Ooh, Rich. I yes. love that Richie Rich. He's rich, and uh, he's kind of a jerk. He's a huge jerk. He's a huge jerk, and I have 
like so much issue with his negging. That's like the biggest thing that Ooh. I have. Like the like already, I'm just like, what is with the negging? Like you're constantly just like, like needling at at. Uh, is it uh, blazers? Blazers. Who's Green blazers? blazers? She's always wearing blazers. Yeah, I call her blazers. No, she... not blaze. No, um, the stunt woman. Why can't I find where I wrote her name down? Oh, Gil Raim. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Raim, he's always nagging her. <laughs> it's almost like he read the game but like skimmed it, like didn't actually read it cuz he's <sighs> he doesn't like give her an opening to like respond. He just constantly is mean to her. He's so mean to her and then he's like, "Why don't you why don't you want to spend time with me? And why can't I stop thinking about you?" I'm like, "Uh, oh, I don't know because you're like a obsessed crazy person." And it really seems like you're going to try to murder her and then remove her face from her body and wear it around on your face. Sure. Hold on, hold on. Wait a second. I think that starts in episode two, right? Does I'm it? getting ahead of myself. No, I feel like he's already. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know exactly what this is referencing, but in my notes, I have ugh, negging in all caps. I want to say that this was written by um, a very famous uh, serial killer. (laughs) I don't I don't know if uh, she has any kind of history like that, but her name is Kim Eun-suk. She's a big um, like a a screenwriter in Korea Mm -hmm. and possibly no one's ever caught her. This is her alibi. She just writes about her her victims like Dexter Um, mastermind. I didn't see that show, Mm -hmm. but that's what it's about, right? I think so. I didn't see it either. Me neither. (laughs) Um, so yeah, a female wrote this, so it's kind of interesting, I think, uh, to know that, um, and, um, side note, she's written a lot of big hits that a lot of, uh, K-drama fans, um, know about that are more contemporary, like Descendants of the Sun, Goblin, uh, what's the word, Lovers in Paris, whatever, but, um, yeah, uh, she's a heavy hitter, and she's kind of known for a certain, certain style of writing, um, and so I think, Probably half the stuff out there is, is like written by her. Get it, girl. Yeah. Um, I mean, good for her. So I, I don't know. All this negging, maybe she, she grew up, you know, experiencing this kind of stuff. I was just going to say, it does it does feel really familiar, though, of like when we were growing up watching movies and I couldn't name any off the top of my head, but like in pop culture, like that's how like girls were taught like, oh, if a boy is like mean to you, then he likes you. I think that's almost verbatim a line from the movie. He's just not that into you, which I watched a lot when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw it last week, too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And you remember that line that I said verbatim from the movie? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. But I think I was like watching it and I was like, man, this is like a bu- like not a bummer, but like I was like, this is not this feels dated, you know, in in the in the 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 gender roles and the way that like uh that Raim is being treated um but yeah, it was like well, it, it also that that storyline was so true in American uh movies and TV too. So a lot's happened in society since uh mm-hmm. 2010. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah. so we when we're starting this show, he presents uh, Kim Jong-un, Juwon, Richie Rich, Rich Dick slash Rich uh, Dick. Kim, I forgot your nickname for him. So he like he's leaving his house, right? He has a beautiful mansion. It's like modern. It's got a conversation pit. Good for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he leaves in his like very nice car and he spots two people making out and truly just stops to watch them. 
<laughs> yeah. They're just parked off to the side, just barely. Yeah. yeah. And their kissing was like, I imagine if you put up like two dead trouts, put their faces together. That's what it felt like. It was just like really. I have to say, though, that I was impressed, actually. This is an, a big improvement because kissing before this was uh, it didn't have lip movement. This time we see lip motions happening oh um, okay yeah kind of close to like a fish like you said but you know before it was like dead fish now it's like we're living uh, uh, like a, a fish that creatures. hasn't quite yet died like gasping for air progress i yeah. love it mm-hmm. but yeah. then he goes on this blind date with blazers and i don't it was it was a weird ass blind date right yeah okay and I continue to not fully understand what's happening with Blazers, as you call her, or rich woman, as I have been calling her. Mm. She is. She does appear to be a rich woman. She does appear to be a rich woman. I'm confused by her. One, uh, in the cafe part, she's looking down on all these other like rich women in that department store lounge, which is a mm. whole other thing, um, as if like she's not one of them. Maybe maybe she's the worst because she thinks she's better than everyone. I feel mm-hmm. that way, yes. Hmm. Um, but when that that blind date was set up, was it a, a, in Korean culture? There's something called sonboda um, or matsonboda, which is basically an arranged uh, date, either set up by like a, a matchmaker or like between parents. Um, so it's kind of like a not an arranged. It's an arranged date to. To set up like a, a marriage, basically. And you know what? I don't I don't hate that. Like I would I wouldn't I mean I'm married now, but back in the day, I wouldn't have been opposed to having my parents set me up because then you get to see like how cool your parents think you are and how hot your parents think you are, like based on who they set you <laughs> up with. My parents or would what if, <laughs> or how low they think of you right. like, based my, on who they set you up with. I'm certain my parents would have set me up with literally a clown. <laughs> That's what they would think. They would be like, yeah, this is good. This is good. Like they wouldn't be like, oh, a department store CEO who has like an attitude problem and loves to neg women. That's who we want to set our daughter up with. I'm so afraid to go on any kind of dates that my mom tries to put me into. What kind of a, what kind of a person do you think that she would set you up with? Well, it's always a girl from church. Uh, Koreans use mm-hmm. church as like everything, everything outside of uh, religion as well, including, you know, business ventures and matchmaking opportunities um and my mom never stops talking to me about this one lady who keeps asking about me for her own daughter um and she's like why don't you just meet her once i'm like no like i've already said no five other times and the more that the more i keep getting asked that the more i feel suspicious you know it's like wait a second what's going on but you want to meet her even once now you're starting to sound like my mom. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I'm just not into it. I just feel too like it's too weird, too self conscious. It's like oh god, you know. You don't trust do I have the to judgment. tell my mom about. I got to tell my mom now. Like, do I have to update her about everything that happens in the date? You know. Yeah, yeah, do? yeah. One hundred percent. Oh god, kill me now. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Um, yeah. So. Our grunge queen, Gil Raim, makes it into this VIP lounge 
which is apparently 100K a year. Yeah. Wild. Well, or like free coffee. It's also crazy that they have this like in a department store. Like I, I like if you go into like a department store like in Los Angeles where we are recording this, you will see cafes and stuff like that. But it's not I mean, maybe I'm just not rich enough or spending enough money to know where these VVIP lounges are. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of like a, a restaurant in a department store, but this is like you know, the Delta One lounge or whatever that you'd find in an airport. Yes. It's very strange. Exactly. I don't know. In Korea, uh, these the department stores are like like fancy shit in Korea. It's like you could buy your stuff normally like in a market district or on the streets or whatever. But then if, you, if you're buying stuff in a department store, everything's marked up like 500%. Um, oh, and so you're just doing it for the flash like, of it. Hmm. Yeah. It's like considered like a, I guess like a, a bigger deal to buy something from a department store. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny how they make such a big deal out of it where it's for us it's like where else would you get your stuff, you know? Yeah. I did yeah. I did think when she came in I was like and and the and what were you calling her blazers and blazers was like already took an issue with her. I was like, "Oh my gosh, is she going to be like secretly, you know, the daughter of the owner of the like I hadn't put together yet that uh that Richie Rich was the one that uh, was the president of the department store. So I was like, oh my gosh, is this like the daughter of the guy that owns the department store or whatever? And then it turns out that she wasn't at all. She's just crazy enough to be like, I'm going to marry that guy and I'm going to own this shit in the future anyway. So that let me was, just act like I own that it. That was so insane. I found that to be really quite something. You know, and shows that the way people treat you is how you treat others. Abuse is cyclical. She was being negged and then she negs other people. That's right. I mean, that is true. That is true. That was some really deep psychoanalysis. Who knew K-dramas had this kind of level Mm -hmm. of uh, deepness? That's what you get when you hire a lady writer. That's right. They dig deep. (laughs) They dig deep. It seems like on the outside, you're like, what are these roles? And then you're Mm -hmm. like, actually, for those that are looking, there's really a message in here. Mm -hmm. I I will have to say, uh, for the first episode, a lot happened. Mm-hmm. I had to rewatch it actually to to kind of like there were so many parts I was confused. I was like, "What? Where, where is this coming from?" Like, for example, like uh, the name tag, yeah, incident. Mm. What, like, she did she just? I thought she threw the name tag back into Blazer's bag. She did uh, it in like a weird burn that she was like, "I give me your bag," and then she threw it in there, and she was like, "Because I said I was going to throw it into the trash," like saying that her bag was trash. And I was right, like, right. what is happening? It, but if you look closely and s- pause it and do a slow motion, you can see that she actually grabs a, a used tissue from the friend and throws it into Blazer's bag. And I was like, oh, that's what happened. Oh, it's not the name tag. It's like. It wasn't the name tag because the name tag she's trying to bring back to her her friend, her roommate. Um, so I was very confused. Bad directing. That was a bad shot. That, it was very confusing. Yeah, very co- not clear. Not clear. Not clear. This not is clear. just a nope. this is just a critique of Secret Garden. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a production analysis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for submitting to our film festival. Uh, we yeah, cannot yeah. accept your submission. <laughs> um, yeah, I I thought that the first episode like a lot happened that I did want to rewatch it and I didn't. But at the same time, I was like. Nothing really happened. Like the stuff that I was expecting to happen from the descriptions still hasn't happened yet. And I really felt like I was like, okay, all this happened and it really feels like we're just at the end of act one. 
I was so confused. I totally forgot about the synopsis that we had read about it. I was like, when does any of that happen? Are we mm-hmm. watching something else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if they swapped the descriptions? <laughs> We're watching a completely different show. Oh, my God. What did you guys think of the... Um, and I and I learned something, actually, from this episode. Oh. Uh, I can't, had an epiphany. Ooh. Like, for example, um, th- there was that one shot, one scene with a director... Uh, who's telling uh, the main actress in that project to be like, oh, you don't have to like act. You just have to look pretty, you know, yeah. really over the top, like caricature of like a bad director. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that going on in, in this first episode. Um, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, there was a lot. I also clocked that because um, there was one point where she's like hanging out with her buddies one of whom is very hot. Uh, <laughs> and I know they're not going to end up together because I know that she has to end up with the main guy, I think. I mean, I don't know much about K-dramas, but that feels like the natural progression. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I'm like, why isn't she with this hottie? Um, <laughs> but they're all like, well, you're so much prettier than the main actress. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. I found that to be like very strange i didn't know like what quite to make of it i was like is this like are they like her bros or they're all in love with her or i wasn't quite sure what i thought i think there was levels to that scene you're talking about like when the whole stunt crew was was gathering outside the minivan when she's listening to her music right yeah yeah it's like like and this is a common trope where it's like the the main hero or heroine she's like you have to be stoic. She's like just trying to be chipper and like super eternally optimistic. So I think when she's talking about like, oh, I'm just so pretty, she means that in a kind of like a uh, an excessively gloating way that no one should take her seriously and that they're all just kind of like joking about it. And then her, her teammates are also like, yeah, kind of like cheering her on, but in like a positive, sarcastic way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it like... I have, uh, like, I have written down because I I got that vibe a little bit too. Um, that like she, she's still like so, like conventionally beautiful, just with a short haircut, and it feels like when you take a very beautiful woman and you put glasses on her, and you're like, this is a nerd, and you're like, no, it's just a woman wearing glasses. You know, it feels like that's what they did. That like, I think that you're right, Steve. That that's what. It's supposed to be coming across as like, oh, they're all joking about like how pretty she is, which is so mean. Um, but I was like, but she really is like right. beautiful. <laughs> like what? It is a little bit confusing to to kind of like, yeah, to and and I think on some level they're aware of that. Um, but in that reality, I guess she's just pretty decent. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, well, we'll see how they continue to play out that that idea that. Maybe she's not as pretty as like the conventional actresses. She's just a stunt girl or whatever, you know? I think that there's also possibly a, a cultural difference of what uh, like what Koreans believe is beautiful and what people in the United States believe is beautiful. Like I read this thing recently that was like uh, North Koreans would not consider or do not consider Hyunbin to be attractive um, because they consider uh, like... Uh, chubbier people to be attractive because if you are chubbier, you have money. Um, and because Hyunbin is so slim that 
they wouldn't find him to be attractive. I don't know how true that is, but I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, is there like a cultural difference that like in Korea, the woman who's playing Raim is not considered beautiful? I don't know. This seems like a biased poll. I think, I mean, it's kind of funny because Hyunbin could just look like every other Joe Schmo North Korean if if weight was a factor, you know? Um, and then like, what is the Korean, North Korean standard of beauty to look like the you know Kim Jong Un or like whoever's in charge, and and they you know yeah I don't know the the the, the, the dictators tend to be a little bit meatier and well fed. <laughs> well, that's all to say that this hot man called her pretty, and I'm gonna run with that and say team hottie all the way. Do you mean the the guy the main director guy? He's the guy with like wavy hair. Uh, glasses and he like is often wearing a beanie and at one point he like gets her tickets to her favorite yeah musician. yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree i was like uh, i have i literally have written down okay stunt guy yes he's like the stunt director of <laughs> yeah. his team or whatever yeah yeah he like owns that yeah, yeah. school i think yeah yeah so he's kind of like responsible for keeping his team members safe mm-hmm. i you know i do like that um that they're kind of this is like an industry thing, but it's like they're giving props to the stunt crew, um, and 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 the show kind of covers how it's a real it's really dangerous work, underpaid, undervalued, and here they are acknowledging like yeah, like this isn't you're not you're not you're not doing stunts for the money or the fame, you're doing it because c- of you know this is what you love, this is your passion, this is this is your pride, and I was I was like oh that's very touching, I like that. So then they introduce the singer Asuka. Oscar. 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 Who has like a very um, singer songwriter type vibe, um, but turns out he's also a dick. Like, it seems like I don't want to say this because I know it's wrong, but this drama does make it seem like everyone in Korea is really mean and like, yelling. They're all so mean to each other and yelling yeah. all the time. I wrote, like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, are Koreans really yelling this much? Steve? I love it. You know, one thing I love about Korean dramas of that era back in the day is like, just like the video quality, the sound quality for some reason, when they, whenever they yell, you know, again, sorry, this is another technical thing, but you know, you know what like audio peaking is when mm-hmm. like you're yelling so loud that like the, the sound kind of distorts at like peak volume. And probably I've done that in this podcast already because uh, I'm Korean and I just tally how many times they yell so loud that the recording of the drama had like kind of cuts out and it sounds weird. Mm. I lost track. I, they went, it went to over like 15 times. Wow. But, They're but just I love screaming that. at each other all the time. I was like, if in my real life people were yelling at me that frequently, I'd be like, F off. Get away from me. I don't deserve this. Uh, yeah. But I would be yelling back. Um, I, will, I will admit uh, there's a lot of yelling in Korean culture. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. What can I say? Um, guilty as charged. You have not yelled at us once, Steve. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, um, mindful. He's raining <laughs> Marvin's it. ears. Yeah. Our engineer Marvin. I'm trying to keep him sane and, and uh, healthy. When I did learn that, uh, one of my Korean American friends told me that Korean people yell a lot and I was like, oh, oh, maybe that's like the Koreanness in me that I didn't know was Korean is that I like to yell a lot. And I was like, well, also maybe I just have like a lot of anger problems. 
<laughs> that, that also might be part of your Koreanness, too. <laughs> the K-Rage. Yeah, Have you ever K-Raged, huh? Kim? Mm? Have you ever K-Raged before? I can't say that I have K-Raged. Mm, all Koreans say that. Oh. What's K-Raged? K- K-Rage is just, I mean, it's just like uh, just flipping out, you know, yelling. Oh, okay, yeah, I have K-Raged. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's the truth. Oh, oh yeah. Never pull up to me while I'm driving. I mean, you know, Korea is just a, such a pressure cooker society. Very intense. Um, th- there's a saying that every elevator in Korea has one button uh, that's broken. Do you know what that button is? Stop. Sanity. Wait, wait. These are not buttons found on an elevator, are they? <laughs> <laughs> there's oh, a stop button, uh, right? Uh, da- down. The, uh, Help. <laughs> <laughs> One, four, two, the call button, the call button. No, no, no. The the close the door button is is always broken in Korea because Koreans are supposedly just known for being impatient and trying to do everything quick, like hurry, hurry, hurry. Go, 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 go. Close the door, close the door. We gotta go. You know? Yeah. There's That's the, the saying. I don't know if it's true. We'll have to find out. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like know. It. Um, it might be just due to like our our diet. I'm I'm saying I'm representing Korea right now. By the way, uh, on behalf of all Koreans, <laughs> everything right. I say is absolutely true, mm-hmm. and and do mark my words. And everything then, that we um, all say is absolutely true. Yes, mm-hmm. of course, of course. This is a hundred percent real. Everything that we say. I mean, maybe also it might be because everyone's under like very high pressured situations that maybe that's like why they're yelling so much. Like, um, Oscar is a pop star. He's under a lot of pressure. Um, Richie Rich has a company that's like being or like attempting to being taken over. Um, and also is mad at his dates. I guess. I don't know. Like maybe they're just like in situations that are hard. Well, maybe this is also part of um, our our female filmmaker or female writers um, uh, bringing in like some commentary is like I did notice a class difference here of like the higher class people or the wealthier people who are on the show are the ones who are yelling, losing it. Blazers, Mm -hmm. um, the actress that uh, Raim is uh, the stunt woman for um, and... Uh, Oscar and uh, the CEO, like they're all yelling, and then Raim is just like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like she's mm-hmm. apologizing mm-hmm. all the time. And I was like, oh, it's very, it is very interesting, like, like class wise. Oh, yeah. Hierarchy is, is a real thing. Like in Kilaim's uh, situation, you know, she like has, she's bleeding to death basically, and she's still apologizing. Like that's a real thing because it's like uh, it's not it's not even dramatized. I don't feel like it's like a real thing where in her position you don't want to lose out on this job. Um, I feel that way in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you're gonna pretend like everything's fine. You just keep continuing with the shoot, and and you don't want to be that one person who's like, oh, now we gotta like file for worker workman's comp or whatever, and ru- halt the production and mm-hmm. cause this this scene. No one wants to be that person, especially mm-hmm. in Korea. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely real. Well, so then there's so there's also the scandal between the main actress and Oscar. Um, they are, I guess, sleeping together. Uh, and I guess they don't want people to know. Uh, so 
Richie Rich comes to set to try to get the actress, but takes grunge princess, our stunt woman instead to see Oscar to figure it out or whatever. And then I thought it was wild that he went to the hotel and he was like, I cannot go in an elevator with another woman as if he's like Mike pensing it. It's like, no, go in an elevator. There's <laughs> yes. like a group of people in the elevator. Oh you could God. go in the elevator. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I was kind of confused by that too, though. Like, th- did you guys feel any confusion in that scene? In the elevator part? I had I had to rewatch it to understand what was going on, actually. I was really confused about why he kept bringing up what he was wearing. And like it, it became a like a running joke in uh, in the episodes that we've seen so far of like he keeps wearing the sequin tracksuit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. is this some sort of like does a sequin tracksuit like indicate something in Korea that like I'm not aware of? Um, Absolutely. That he it does. He keeps wearing it and then he keeps trying to show people the label in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like calling out how, um, like, and we saw a glimpse of this at the department store, but like people, the, you know, the, the nouveau riche or whatever, like people sometimes get obsessed about the, 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 the labels and the name brand kind of stuff as like a thing to indicate like how cool or special they are, you know, classism, that kind of thing. But at the same time, the fact that he's wearing this tracksuit, a tracksuit in Korea, in Korean pop culture, for some reason, is tied to kind of like um, what a, a, a petty, low-level like gangster might wear, like a like a petty, like a small-time loan shark or something like that. Like you might wear like a little Adidas tracksuit to collect some money from like your your like mom and pop restaurants and store owners and something like that. So I, I think. See. I, I think that's kind of what they're playing off of. Like the fact that the C- Richie Rich CEO guy, he thinks he's being special by wearing this like 40 uh, year old hand stitched tracksuit sequined in Italy. But really, he just comes off looking like another like petty like uh, hoodlum. I see. And that's how she treats him. She thinks he's like Oscar's assistant. Yeah. Right. Which is exactly. really funny. And he thinks she's like a prostitute. Yeah. I was like, this is not a good joke. <laughs> I was like, okay, so oh coming back around is not a great joke, but we remember that it's from a different time. And this yeah. is when I thought that the body switch was going to happen, was when they were in this hotel room. <laughs> yeah, because we don't remember at this point that there's going to be a body switch, mm-hmm. you know, because where's the garden and where's the body switch? And I thought it was going to be now. And they made, and then he walked up all those stairs too. And I and I was wondering why did he go up the stairs? Well, like, he why did, can't he just take the elevator after? He did that at the department know? store too. He went up all the escalators, made everybody bow yes. to him. And I thought that was probably just like him being a dick, and he like wanted everybody to bow to him because he's like an asshole. I love that moment too because it really felt like a musical opening number. Like I was really yeah. ready for everyone to start singing. Uh, and then they did opening, it. Another show. <laughs> that would have been great. That's the crossover mm-hmm. I want to see. Oh, would have loved. No, I saw, I thought the same thing, but um there's a reason why he does that actually. And it's and it's very subtly put in that first episode, which is it has something to do with like he's got some sort of like phobia or like mental condition right he said he mentioned at the end that he had some sort of like medical problem right yeah and that's why he's taking some sort of medication for that hence why in the very beginning he hallucinates and thinks that Mm. the, the 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 weather forecast is talking to him you know 
So oh, we'll see what goes right. on there. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot yeah. that he, yeah. I just thought that was like a quirk of Korean dramas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just throwing random shit to just like make you thrown off. <laughs> but no, it's like looking back, I'm like, oh, wow. Like everything is intentional. Even the even what I think is like bad acting. Yeah. Like, Wait a second. Like Hyunbin who plays Richie Rich and Hajiwan who's grunge girl, stunt girl. Um, they're all really good actors. Like why are they why have they come off like this? But then I oh. realized, you know what? It's a stylistic choice that they've made, a, a deliberate acting decision, um, or or to fit in with like the director's vision to play it, to ham it up kind of like to to this extent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was always confused by that, but now I'm like, oh, this is a this is a choice. This is a deliberate thing that they did. You know, good for him, though, for taking care of himself because he is seeing a doctor. She yeah. is helping him out. Absolutely. Good for you. Take care of your mental health, y'all. Mm-hmm. By the way, the doctor's always dressed to the nines, like <laughs> coming from some sort of rave, raging party. Yeah, she, when she's in the hospital and she comes out and she's like in heels and yeah. a sequin party dress. And you're yes. like, what are you? Where did you, you just been? come from happy hour? Yeah. And you know what? Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Doctors, they're you just like us. Yeah, no, I like that. I like. I want my doctor to have a social life and be having fun and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's a good sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Work hard, play yeah. hard. I'd be concerned if the doctor just never did anything with her life yeah. outside mm-hmm. of work. And then like, yeah. so so speaking of the hospital moment, um, leading up to the hospital moment, like she, so uh, after Raim got her arm cut open, she's mm-hmm. just like walking around with this bloody jacket on. They go to the hotel. Her jacket is still bloody and she hasn't done anything with it yet. And then they're like, at some point she starts dripping blood out of her jacket sleeve. And that's when Richie Rich notices like, oh, oh, fuck, we got to get this woman to the hospital. But I was like, how has she lost this much blood? Like if she's dripping <laughs> blood out of her jacket, like that happened hours ago. And she like, I totally understand like downplaying like an injury, but she would be passed out. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Or she would have bled yeah. all over the furniture in the hotel. I mean, she's got a really good jacket on. That keep that prevents that from happening. <laughs> I guess so. Maybe that's like a special, like a special issue for for stunt actors. Kind of like some sort of like maxi pad or something. Yeah, material. Ugh. Good idea. Yeah. yeah, highly absorbent. Gets good and heavy. <laughs> oh god! Oh wow! That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the whole trope of like, oh my god, she's gonna pass out. Who's going to catch her? And there happens to be two stunning dudes next to her. Which yeah. one's it going to be? Which one is it going to be? Stunt director or Richie Rich, you know? Is it going to be the one who constantly negs her? Or is it going to be the one who respects her decision and allows her to take herself home when she says she doesn't want to ride? Of course it's going to be the negger. <laughs> I'm just saying I think that, they like, both neg her, quite frankly. <laughs> you know oh, really? what? Yes. yes. But Hadi does it less... I get it does seem more it does seem more protective coming from Hottie. Like it does seem more like he's like, I care about you because I respect how good you are as a stunt woman. And like you need to be like when he's when he's like um, admonishing her uh, after she gets injured and he's like, you need to like be taking care of yourself. Like, how do you not take your like you need to as a stunt person, like know what your limits are and like take care of yourself. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. 
I was like, that's true. He's, he's like commanding her like like her her older brother or, or a father almost. Yeah. Or someone who cares about her that could be her love interest. I don't know. Yeah. Just I mean, oh, yeah, maybe. A You're wild right. thought, Kathy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Question though. You, I noticed you, Kathy, you um, called the stunt director hottie. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I take a poll? Uh, do you think who's hotter, Richie Rich or stunt director? Stunt director. Stunt director. Wow. Sorry, okay. Hyunbin. I know that you're really hot in Korea, but yeah. you can have all those women. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, stunt director has a big fan base in America. Yeah, well, it makes also, sense. like, if Richie Rich stopped nagging so hard, I find that very unattractive. So maybe if he tried, like, being kind. <laughs> yeah, maybe if he mm. was a different personality, then I would like him more. But mm. he's, like, he's very always being critical and micromanaging everybody. And he is so defensive all the time. Like, anything that somebody's, like, why do you do this? He's, like, because I have a reason. I'm, like, okay. He's a little intense. Um I was watching this with my girlfriend and she was commenting how how hot she thinks he is. Hyunbin. And Hyunbin, the Richie Rich. Did no, she I was, see the I was watching man? her watch the thing the whole time. Is your girlfriend Korean? And, hmm. No, she's actually um, curious. She's Taiwanese. Um and, and she, she saw, saw the stuntman. The stuntman. Yeah. Um not to say that she hmm. didn't think he was attractive, but uh she told she made the point that uh, Richie Rich is mean. But well-meaning. <laughs> I like he's, vehemently he's, disagree. He's really mm. harsh, but everything he says, it's it's out of like a blunt kind of harsh honesty or or truth. I <laughs> that opinion Kim vehemently sent Kim disagrees. Flying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally choked my water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't believe. She would think that. I mean, I, I was like, okay. yeah, hmm. I, I just, I very strongly disagree. Um, I feel like everything that Hyunbin's character does is to serve himself. Like he is like, I don't understand why I can't stop thinking about this woman. So I'm going to fucking stalk her around town. Oh yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I was like, this is like, everything is selfish for him. It's like, everything is for him to serve himself. And I was like, Listen up, Raim. If you get in a relationship with this guy, he's just going to continue to be like this. He's not going to change once you guys get together. Like, maybe is this the lesson? Probably not. But I was like, I don't, as you know, my friend, Raim, uh, like, I was like, I don't want you to get with this guy. It doesn't seem like he is going to respect you. He wants to just like have you be his girlfriend, not like respect you as another human being. Right. He did say in the beginning, like, he doesn't believe in love, just the emotion. He he believes in everything else matching up, like status, educational background. Uh, can you communicate well with each other? Well, that's a good point. Yeah. And I also just find this, <laughs> the stunt director to be more attractive <laughs> physically. True that. True that. I think he was on the beginning wave of that man bun thing. You know, the long hair being able to tie it back he was on that trend a visionary truly truly a visionary (laughs) what what's his name his his name is philip kim i don't i don't have a a character name or uh actor name written down for him i i actually i cyber stalked him and oh um, shit steve which one do you think is hotter you know what i'll admit i think he's a very attractive guy Uh, as well more than (laughs) 
We're going to lose a lot of I, listeners immediately. You know, <laughs> like, you know what? Hyunbin, not as hot as this other guy is. We don't even know I his mean, damn name. Oh, he's just got these piercing eyes and uh, he just got lost in them for a second. Um, Philip, had to call him into up. the show. He He's a, uh, I think he's an LA based actor. Oh, fuck. And, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But not only that, this boy went to, uh, he's from DC. This boy got his undergrad and his mm-hmm. master's degree in engineering. Oh, he's educated. Damn. Right? Actually, he's kind of like the Richie Rich, the real Richie Rich. I think his his parents, his, or his father is like the CEO of uh, like some like big government um, contracting company in like Virginia or something like that. So, Philip. Okay, um, Philip, we'll be hitting up your Instagram later. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got to I got to go. Watch out. <laughs> Do you have any questions about anything else that seemed confusing or weird yeah. like culturally? I wrote down and I don't actually remember this happening, but I wrote down what is a golden weekend? That was like oh. from the hospital. This was between when I wrote down ha ha yeah. ha ha poking her wrinkle and then after that, I wrote, ha, 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 her Oscar sucks. I was wondering why her feet were hanging out of the blanket. And in between there, I wrote, what is the golden weekend? I think the golden weekend is just uh, maybe there was like a, a national holiday. So she was officially off the clock. Um, maybe because, uh, you know, like vacationing is, is kind of unheard of in Korea. Everyone's overworked to the bone. Mm. Um, so th- that's my theory. Because in Japan, they have golden week. Uh, it's like a week straight of national holidays oh shit that's my theory i I did never heard it yeah i don't know sometimes i catch myself reading the subtitles instead of listening when i can just understand by the the actual audio do you find that the subtitles um seem accurate they're pretty accurate there's sometimes when they kind of like have a typo or like some sort of like slight misstep um but it's nothing ever really that important um but they do get like the important parts down like maybe like two percent of the time, I feel like that I've noticed a couple like mistranslations or whatever. But it's it's pretty it's it's really good actually. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I appreciate that sometimes they put in like what the cultural meaning is of something. Like if there's a joke that as as non Korean speakers you wouldn't understand, I'm like, oh okay, exactly. that's nice. Shout out to the team at Vicky. Oh, exactly. No, <laughs> Vicky's cool. Like, uh, I like how. Have you ever seen Vicky on like the? Did you watch on the computer? Yeah, I watch on my TV. Okay, yeah, because uh, <laughs> you can watch it through like your your TV app. But then what you miss out on on the computer that's on the computer is you can see the the user comments like oh shit live. yeah and it's really interesting to see what people are laughing at and in what language or culture mm. it's like it's it's so international. I I sometimes. Click on the 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 user generated comments to see like what people are responding to. Yeah, yeah, man. Who knew you could get so much from just the first episode? Just the first oh episode. God. You can get all that, but you can't get the premise of their body switching. But you cannot get the premise of their body switching. We're not ready for it yet. Uh, we're, we're building the world. I guess so. Know? I mean, I felt really ready for it, but I guess that they know best. In in regards to all like the the very one dimensional characters, I feel like it's it's a reflection of hey, we don't have time to develop all these characters. We'll just throw in some one note characters. Clearly, this guy is a, a bad guy. That girl is a bad person. Whatever, and then um, we're just using them to highlight and and start to flesh out the three dimensional characters of the main cast. 
I mean, even even like the the main cast, they kind of seem a little bit one dimensional. And I think what happens over Korean drama, like yeah, we have what twenty episodes. Mm-hmm. They're gonna start filling it in. They're gonna start shading in the details. I mean, I should hope so. We still have nineteen hours left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please let there be one musical number. <laughs> Just one. Win. One singular yeah. sensation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Oscar, he is kind of a singer. He, I think he is a singer. He's a pretty good singer, as we saw. Mm. That was him, his voice. Oh, no way. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, yeah. He was actually was singing. Was he a K-pop star? I don't know how he's big. an actor. I think he's known more for his acting. Um, and then just sings on the side or something. Damn. I don't know. Gotta love a double um, threat. The talent. Yeah. Um, yeah, setting the stage. A lot of, lot of stuff planted. In the secret garden. Oh! oh. Yeah. oh. oh. Very Shit. nice. Very nice, Kim. Thank you so much. So the final dramatic moment of this K-drama is when uh, Asuka runs out and sees Gil Raim, grunge princess, and decides he also loves her. Well, he doesn't decide that, but it does seem like he's, like, flirting. He, like, recognizes her. He just likes attention. You think? That's what, like, vibe that I got. Well, because also uh, Hyunbin says to him, like, oh, you're, like, you don't have to, like, like be a superstar right now or something like that. Like, he, he said something to him, like, you're being on, basically. Like, you don't need to be on mm. right now. Yeah, yeah. Do your fan service, you know, somewhere yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the middle got of the street it. right now. We're yeah. in the middle of the street right now. But but how touching is it that Oscar actually remembers this like one time encounter with Grunge Princess like t- ten years ago or whatever the time was? I mean, that yeah, is that nice. You think, yeah. So the, he's got kind of got some redeeming qualities, right? He remembers. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for Oscar too because he is also being manipulated by uh, Rich Rich. And they're cousins, by yeah. the way. Let's not forget yeah. that. They're family. They're Wait, is he the guy in the beginning yeah. who makes out with that girl? What? Yes, that's him. That's and him. Isn't the girl yes. in the beginning Blazers? <gasps> or no, the girl in the beginning no, 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 no. is the actress. The, the lead actress. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh my. Yeah. God, juicy. Juicy. Excuse but it's me. also very, like, they, they try to trick you because sometimes he has his hair, like, wavy, and then sometimes mm-hmm. he has it flat ironed. That is, that is sometimes confusing. I'm like, oh, is this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but then Gil Raim, uh, our grunge princess, does that like awesome move where she's like, everyone's trying to give her a ride home. And she's like, I don't need a ride home. Like, listen to the words I'm saying, boys. I do yeah. not consent to a ride home. No means and then no. No means no. I would like to take the bus. And they are fighting amongst themselves. The boys are. And she just slips onto a bus and she's like, bye bye. I do not need you. I am an independent mm-hmm. lady. Good That's night. Right. We love it. Mm. We stand. Am I saying that right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We stand an independent lady. We do, and we do not stand negging. And then I guess, I guess, where does the cliffhanger end? Like uh, the two idiots are just kind of like, where, where did she go? Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was right what here. What happened? Yeah, they think that she vanished into thin air. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. what a good stunt person! She could yeah, just she, vanish. She stunted right on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's see what happens next. Can't wait. So too. Can't wait to see what happens to the hottie. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Cannot to see wait. what happens to the hottie. I'm in. I'm hooked. <laughs> All right. Well, then, with that, thanks for tuning in. Uh, stick with us for the next episode where we rant and rave about episode two of Secret Garden. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 
Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Bill Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod, and if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hey, I'm Bill Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallsbruce.com. Peace. Peace.